You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to the After Laugh. Um, I'm here with with a, a new friend. Introduce yourself to the hi. to the crew. Hi, uh, hi everyone. Hello, crew. I'm Zara Ali. Zara Ali. So and glad to be here. Did you do that because you didn't want to fuck up my name? <laughs> no, I knew how, I knew how to say your name, but like, what maybe Ali? But this, this Ali. is the first time we're Zara hanging Ali. Out, you so know how people get, get weird about the stress on the syllable. You're like, no, it's Zara. Ali. So, who's the comic I had here? Uh, Lara Bites. Okay. So, it's L-A-R-A. Yeah. People say Laura, and she's like, it's not fucking Laura. Laura, yeah. So, I say Lara, and she goes, it's not fucking Lara, it's Lara. So, in my head, my head goes, don't say Lara, and so my mouth says Lara. Interesting. So, I I didn't want to... I don't want to say Zara Ali. That's Zara very Ali. sweet. That's very sweet of you to consider my feelings. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know, I have a quote unquote ex- exotic name. Like Zara just became cool or, over the past five years. Did it? Is the name, well, there's the, the Spanish-based store, Zara. Oh, Z-A-R-A, um, correct. Yeah, and then people are just now naming their daughter Zara. So it's like a popular baby name now. With the same spelling? Um, sometimes, yeah. My parents did it phonetically to make it easier, but they just... Now I did notice what I didn't I didn't like deep cuts Google stalk you. Okay. <laughs> but there is a Zara Ali who is a public figure. Yeah, she's more famous than I am. <laughs> and she isn't she doesn't she do human rights or some bullshit like she's, that? Yeah, she's a human rights activist. Is she really? Yeah, she is. Oh my god, how bad does that make um, you feel? Um you like know, someone who's doing something constructive hey, with their life. I mean, both the Zara Ali's with any sort of notoriety are doing badass things. So yeah. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with being in did that company. Did she take your Twitter and Instagram handle? She did, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. There's ah, every Zara out there, Z-A-H-R-A, every Zara Ali out there, um, every version of Zara Ali is doing some badass bitch stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's an artist in Houston who won't sell me her, her website name because <laughs> her portfolio's on there that she's not selling. But yeah. like, all right, you know what? Everybody do the thing. All the Zaras are cool. You know. I always think it's funny when a comic, because look, comics are at the forefront of social media. Really, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I think when when Instagram came out and Twitter, it was always the comics who were kind of in the very beginning getting the handles, right? Yeah. But it's very funny. Well, every once in a while, you'll find a very famous comic who's like, "Hey, what's up? Find me at Chris Red 14." I'm like, "Ugh, really, Chris Red? Yeah. Can have your own site." Well, um, it's also because some of us started comedy like I started comedy six years ago okay and all the best Twitter handles and Instagram handles and all of that were already taken for all the Zaras in the world so yeah I got all my I got all the Bill Dawes's but I couldn't get the Gmail there's some asshole so now it's Bill Dawes comic at Gmail and that may seem small but writing Bill Dawes comic on every fo- it's exhausting. The Honestly, once once someone's typed your email once, you're good. Don't I know, worry. but when it's you know when you fill out forms, you have the same thing. So now every junk mail thing that I get, every mm-hmm. registration form, I send Bill Dawes at Gmail. Just so eventually the guy <laughs> will be he'll just be submitted so, into give me it. He'll just be like, fine, take the, the OG fucking, Bill Dawes hates I, you right now. I offered now. him a thousand dollars. He won't give you for a thousand dollars. For a thousand dollars. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, this right? guy has money. Then 
I guess so. If like a thousand dollars is like chump change for him, I he's like not flinching. A thousand dollars? Can I please just have it? And he was like, No, it's my primary email. Oh my god! So everyone, email Bill Dawes at gmail dot com <laughs> and tell him to get over himself. <laughs> Say there's someone with narcissistic personality disorder who needs it. I'm kidding. Uh, so Zara, so yeah. um. So this is sort of, uh, these are always like fun platonic first dates. So I don't know you that well. I, mm-hmm. I've seen you around the club. I, I know you're a comic and you're, you're kicking ass. You have a couple a couple podcasts you're doing right now. Or do you yeah, have one? Yeah, I have a couple focused? of podcasts. One is kind of on hiatus. Um, the other one that I'm doing is, it's a nationally touring show and a podcast. That I t- do it with two other women. Which is the way to do it. And that's called yeah. what? Facial recognition comedy. What is, that, what is the sort of genesis of that? So the genesis of that is, uh, we actually started off as a meme. Uh, one of the girls, uh, she, so it's a bunch of girls who look like me. It's a, other South Asian, American, Arab American, Middle Eastern women. It's all girls who look like you. Not it's guys. all women. Okay. It's all women um, who do stand-up comedy, and Hollywood thinks we're all the same person. Hilarious. <laughs> so what was the meme that started it? So the meme was just a facial recognition guide. Like, hey, guys, these are our faces and names. I am not Aparna Nancharla. Uh, I'm not Supa Agarwal. I'm not Crystal Marie. You know, it is kind of like all of our faces and names. Hilarious. So they can tell us apart because it's so often that, like, someone gets a credit on Netflix and they're like, hey, Zara, I saw you on Netflix. Great job. And I'm like... Bitch, I've known you for four years. You know that's not me. But I'll oh I'll let God. I'll let Fizza Dasani know that you said congratulations. You know, so I had a very yeah. as a sidebar, a very embarrassing moment similar to that. Mm-hmm. And it comes across it's not racism. It's just sometimes you get older, you get stupid. And I never saw Ali Wong's special, Baby Cobra. Right. But it was right when it came out. Was oh, you gotta all, see it. Have I you know seen here's it yet? brilliant. I hear it's brilliant. Uh, but it's getting all this attention, and by the way, I also don't like seeing stand-up specials. Not I don't because, either. Not out of a FOMO or jealousy thing, but I kind of, like, if Ali Wong was like, hey, watch me perform for an hour live, I'd much prefer that oh, than I love watch doing her on that. TV. I love doing that, but when the special comes out, it, it, like, turns into homework a little bit. A little and, bit, yeah. And also, when you're off-duty, you kind yeah, of don't want to go home, back into the comedy I thing. I want to see people get murdered when I'm watching TV. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> not people who murder, but anyway, so... I watch I, murder mysteries yes, as well. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at the Laugh Factory. I went upstairs and I go, I see Allie. I go, oh, Allie, I go, congrats on your special. It's blown up. And she goes, I'm Helen Hong, not <laughs> Allie Wong. And I was like, oh, my. F-. I go, I never saw it. Oh it it's just, God. I just, oh my God. I oh felt so. God. And she wasn't oh, mean about oh, it. She was very like, guy. but. I, the way she said it, I'm like, I'm not the first person and who said it. And you know that. what? You're not going to make that mistake again. No way. So, Helen, 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 Helen. Anyway, so back we to- We all so, go through it. It's fine. Um, so who are the people that you say you- So Crystal Marie, which um, is- mm, So when we first uh, started it, I don't think Crystal was like very much in the LA scene be- then, but it was- um, I think on the meme, or the creator of the meme was Fizza Dasani, and her and I uh-huh. kind of came up together here in L.A. Um, she's been out here longer. Um, so she, it was her, Aparna Nancharla, Suba Agarwal, who oh, Suba, was yeah. a writer for Jim Jeffries and mm-hmm. a bunch of other amazing things. Uh, me, um, there was a couple of other girls. I'm trying to remember because we've been, it's now it's like two and a half years later and we have like a touring 
show. We have a residency here in LA and in New York. Oh wow! And there's like a roster of like a good 25 of us who can do like real time, and like we can send them out for corporates and colleges and all that stuff. And so like, it's a, it's a real sort of self propagated yeah. business that's already kind of has it taken off. Kind of do you have staff? We we're trying to get staff now. It's like it's basically it's been a startup yeah. for like the past two years, and now it's it's like getting to a point where it's like us three there's three producers of it me yeah. Fizza Dasani and Pallavi Ganalan and we're it's we have our own stand-up careers and yeah, stuff to manage course. too so it's it's hard because even though we're doing our own careers this is like a startup that we're managing too so yeah it's becoming a bandwidth thing so yeah we're gonna have to hire staff and you know and so you have had a tour already for it yeah we we've had a tour um, tours national or international um, just national at this point, and yeah. we've done um, we've done a few festivals. We did the San, we do the San Francisco Sketch Fest almost every uh-huh. year. Huge um, fest, yeah. We got into it like within two months of creating this concept of nice. doing like two shows, and now they have us back every year. Um, we were at the New York Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. um, and we also perform monthly at the New York Comedy Club uh, in Gramercy, and we perform monthly back here in Santa Monica at the West Side Comedy Theater, which is always the second Sunday of the month. So. So yeah. every month you have to go back to New York? I don't because we now have a producer on the ground there. So okay. we do we do have staff now. I have the opportunity to go back every month, but no one wants to go back to New York in the middle of February, of you know. So um, is part of the um <laughs> part of the litmus test for getting in to facial recognition is people have to look and go they look enough like you or is that is that sort of gone away and it's more about the ethnicity like anyone any any female who has your ethnicity that could perhaps be lumped into the same like audition casting basically it's anyone who we would find in that like waiting room yes. for that casting call that makes and sense. because we're, there's so much happening in hollywood um and whenever they think of a woman of color it's always like that token role it's always like oh the quirky best friend or mm-hmm. oh the you know the minority or the the diversity hire and stuff so we're all kind of lumped into oh this is all one type of person yes so we thought okay well we did the meme or the the facial recognition guide and it kind of the comedy community loved it. It was hilarious, and someone was like, "This is actually a great lineup." So we're like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's yeah. turn this into a show." And we did, and it's been it's taken off. It's taken on a life of its own. So the, the impetus know. for starting it was was yours. Were you the one who came up with the idea? So of it? I was at an open mic, and I'm like, "Fizza, like, is this happening to you?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm sick of this." I'm like, "Well." Like, we should just do something. We should just tell everyone, like, hey, I'm not this person. I'm not this person. And so she's, like, better with, like, the graphics. So, so she, she posted create, as an Instagram thing? She or posted Snapchat? it on fa- on social media, Facebook. And it blew up. Instagram. And it, like, blew up. Yeah. Um, and so a bunch of comments were like, this is a dope-ass lineup. Just do a show. So we did a show. And I think, like, the rest is history. But So the first time you did the show, you're like, okay, this is something special. We got something cool. Yeah. I mean, when you're there, you we call it brown girl magic. You could feel the brown girl magic in the air. Because it's so, like, because no one, because we're all so different and unique, even though Hollywood thinks we're the same person. Exactly. Um, and it's so great to have that forum because nobody's giving it to us so we decided to create it ourselves that makes a lot of sense um and it's just you feel so empowered and it's such a great time it's a lot of fun we all have a great time now in terms of the the range of different because i'm imagining uh and i'm a dumb american who went to public school so forgive Mm me so what is the sort of uh like the aggregate number of nations that are sort of represented it's obviously india 
India, Islam, Pakistan, Pakistan. Uh, I don't know, uh, Bangladesh, Sri I- Lanka, Iran, Iraq, Iran, Iraq, um, Palestine, um, even Israel even, could probably be. Yeah, yeah maybe even all the way up. Like if you if you define yourself or you identify as like Middle Eastern, Arab, Persian, South Asian, mm-hmm. you're you know. Do you have anyone in, in the crew that fits the facial recognition who is from an ethnicity or a country that is way different than everyone else? Because I guess part of the reason I'm asking because I imagine that maybe one of the potential problems. Like whenever I, I headline, I don't want to be like three white guys. Yeah. Because I, because oh, are you can, looking for an opener? <laughs> I, I always, I always want a female, and I either this sounds really stupid, but either want I always want a female on the show, mm-hmm. and or I always want someone ethnic because but they have to be talented. Oh, of course, and I but think, there's no but, dearth of talent in well, LA, honestly. Yeah, there isn't, but like a lot of, um, you know, because I think because of there's this movement right now where like. We're finally a lot of minority people, you know, entertainers of a minority. They're like creating their own spaces and like because yeah. in Hollywood, you kind of have to do your own thing to get noticed. Sure. Um, and so there's a lot of people on the other side. They're like, oh, well, she only got that because she's, you know, yes. she checks off these boxes or whatever. And so people don't realize like, fine, you may check off some boxes, but you also have to have the talent because if you don't have the talent, then you're not going to get booked again. Yes, of course. Right. So. I, think, I think there's, and this goes back to when I was an actor in grad school, there was this whole complaint, you know, pe- Asian people were like, look, there are no roles for Asians. But at the same time, then you take someone like Daniel Day Kim, who is a very talented actor, a very good right. looking guy. But, you know, when he auditioned for Lost in an interview, he said they needed a Korean man who spoke Korean and there were five of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not being like, oh, as a white man, it's too crowded. But there is give and take. It's on both right. sides there are issues. Because I've gone in for one of the first things I, I screen tested for was a role of a, a white man with a, a black wife. Mm-hmm. And this was like my first pilot season was like early 2000s. You know what I mean? Well, that was edgy. Oh, my gosh. It was edgy. In 2003, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. 2002, maybe. So, so that's been happening for decades before. Like, of course, of course. But, okay. But they're like, oh, we're going to do this. So I don't think the pilot got picked up. But the casting director said, look at the submissions for you. And there were 4,000 submissions for my part. Mm-hmm. And there were 300 for the female. Mm-hmm. Now, so yes, there are less roles. They're also, you know, so it goes back and forth. So white yeah. people complain, you know, minorities complain. The bottom line is talent is the thing that gets yeah. you through either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you can't focus on all the bullshit and all the numbers and the parameters. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So um, now... As you're mostly a comic, have you always been an actress too? Um, I started off as a stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah, and, um, and this well, was six years ago. This was six years ago. Um, but I moving to LA. Um, this town has a tendency to, to LA from where? From New York. From New York. Okay, yeah. So this town has a tendency to push you in front of the camera. Yes, right um, away. Yeah, so I started doing more on-camera stuff. So I, I guess I've been acting now on and off for five years. What but was your first sort of role as uh, on camera in LA? Oh, uh, what did I do? I did a commercial. Because you look like you could still play. Definitely, you could play college. I uh, yeah, could I probably go out, still go up for high school. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Um, my first role, I went in. It was the Chinese version of American Pie. This feature <laughs> film, 
<laughs> I swear to God, it was a feature film. They were looking for sorority girls. It's like this guy that came here uh-huh. from China and he's trying to live this like college life in America. So yeah. it was very like, you know, Dawson's Creek meets I don't know, Varsity Blues meets, you know, and American this is a film? Pie. This or? is a film. It's a okay. feature film. So it um, exists. It's in the world. It, exi- you can it see exists. It. It's in the world somewhere. And um, yeah, I went in to read for a sorority girl and they're like, you are too exotic for a sorority girl. What a Here, crazy comment. be a cocktail waitress. <laughs> so <laughs> I turned it, they put me to the hot cocktail waitress role. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that was my first ever acting, like paid acting gig. Yes. By the way, in LA. we're hearing serious sirens. Usually you can't hear the sirens on the podcast, but I think this is pretty, this is yeah, like this Lindsay is, Lohan chase. There's uh, some activity volume. going on. There might be a car chase. Yeah. That's serious. Someone always dies in Hollywood around this time of night. Honestly, every podcast I do where I'm a guest on someone's podcast, there's sirens in the back. Oh, really? Every It's like, without a doubt, every podcast I've been a How guest on. How many podcasts do you do outdoors? Um, this might be the second one I've done outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every podcast I've done, there's people sirens get really in the back. I'm like, don't worry, you won't even hear it. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like two people like going, what the fuck is going on? You don't hear anything. Um, so it, now there are a lot of comics who, who uh, will say, and I'm probably one of them, if you could give up acting or comedy. So obviously acting is kind of secondary to comedy for you. I do acting because um, your TV credits help build exposure for your stand-up. Allegedly, Allegedly. Right? I don't know. But I love stand-up. Like, yeah. Stand-up is my jam. It's so stand-up. if you're like, okay, you can just stand but you have to give up acting, you'd be like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think most comics would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you're in New York. What What is your, because, her- not heritage, what is your, God, what a racist comment. Now, what is your background coming into Stand up because you grew up in New York City. I grew up in Jersey. Jersey so, girl. Yeah, I'm a Jersey girl. Did you have girl. a little bit of Jersey accent coming up? A little bit, but it only comes out when I'm back home. And yes, I it, get that. It only when I say certain things like coffee or <laughs> you know, like not. It's 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 like gone away. We're in Jersey. I grew up in this town called Edison. Of course, Edison, I know. Edison New Jersey. Stop on the New Jersey Transit. Yeah. I, went to, I went to college at Princeton. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's okay, so you're familiar. Way. Edison, Metuchen. Yep. They're on the same Metuchen line. is our stop. My parents pick me up from that station whenever uh-huh. I'm back home. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to Edison High. Uh, nice, I was supposed diverse to... public school. Very, very. And you were, and you were, were you like nose to the grindstone, good kid? Oh, yeah. I was, you know, I came from like a very traditional Pakistani American household. Like my parents were like, you will get a free ride to college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, now, what so... is the difference, just because I'm dumb, between a Pakistani household in an Indian household in America. Is there a lot of different and culturally the way that they're raised or grown up is a very similar kind culturally, of... Culturally, they're very similar. Yeah. Um, and even like... Um, so what really differentiates Indian and Pakistan is um, the Muslims were forced out or Pakistan became the Islamic Republic. So a lot... That's the partition that happened in 1947. Yeah. And so like a bunch of Muslims migrated over to Pakistan. A bunch of Hindus migrated back to the other side to India so Pakistan is predominantly like 97% Muslim whereas India I think it's like a 20% population of Muslims so I don't know much I know there's crazy shit going on with oh there's crazy shit going on Um, yeah the Prime Minister Modi he's like an Indian nationalist Um, he's very like he's promoting this which in another way just means that like he wants 
the country to remain Hindu and a Hindu majority. And are Muslims being killed in India because of that? Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's like bad stuff going on on both sides. Yeah. But you know, with Muslims being the minority, yes. Did your parents so. have to flee Pakistan? Was it one of those? No, um, my parents were born and raised there. Their parents, mm-hmm. um, uh, my grandparents, were like young or like really young kids when they were like when they migrated from India like they like left their houses and all their land and everything behind to start a whole new life in Pakistan yeah yeah and when your parents when your parents came here yeah my parents both came um just like more opportunity or was it like they um I yes. always feel like someone's fleeing well, from the Middle East. You know, at that time, I think in the even in the 70s and 80s, like yeah. Pakistan is like a new country. It was formed in 1947, so there's still a lot of like political right when unrest. Israel was formed. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. That. So after World War II, a lot of shit happened yeah. in that area of the world. So there's a lot of still political unrest, and I think for my parents to have a better life their parents were like, hey, go to America. Go like, to America. everyone's been trying to come to America forever, yeah. you know? So my parents came to America with their individual families. They were in their, like, my mom was in her late teens, my dad was in their early 20s, landed in Queens, New York. Was that a difficult thing to do at that point? Probably not. Um, Like, was there was a process, this, like, laborious process to well, do it? Well, I mean, they left a lot of wealth back in their homeland to yeah. come here, and, like, my grandfather was a security guard, that's crazy. He was a director of films back. So dra- <laughs> your grandfather and grandmother also came as well. Yeah, the whole yeah. crew. Yeah, I've heard stories about that, which like doctors in Vietnam. Yeah, come my over. grandmother, my mom's mom was a doctor, yeah. and she came out here and she just became a housewife because her credentials were not, you know, wow, like not crazy. valid in the states. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that, and then basically you rebrand yourself and you start all over when you come to this country. Yeah. Yeah. Do and they ever? Do you ever talk to them about it? Do, do they ever? feel regret or do they ever do they think like it was the best thing do they ever kind of go you know the glory days back in pakistan when i was well it's interesting because you they'll go back and they're like oh we're so glad we're we're american citizens like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man this is anarchy you yeah. know but then they see that how like me and my little brother and sister how we grew up and like what we turned out to be and they're like eh, we should have <laughs> taken you back to pakistan you would have married a nice muslim boy you yeah. know you wouldn't have been doing stand-up comedy yes. um yeah because like they moved over here in the 70s and 80s with the religion and like mm-hmm. the life and the culture from that time right yeah. so even though pakistan is involved to like 2020 and they've evolved. In my parents' minds, the culture is still 1981, yeah. right? So my parents refuse to like, even though they're all about like, yes, I want you to get educated and be independent and all of that. They're also like, why aren't you cooking? And why aren't you making me chai? And <laughs> why don't you marry a nice Muslim boy? And of all of this stuff, you know, it's like, and when, when are you going to give me grandchildren? And my dad's like, you know, I had all three of you by the time I was your age. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the craziest things yeah. I've found about money and creating wealth and creating like systematic wealth in a family is that you want to do that because you want to provide security Mm -hmm. but the second you provide that amount of wealth your kids end up usually not understanding it or appreciating or not having the same drive to create more of it yeah i think um not saying that you're like a piece of shit but I'm saying there is. Oh, I'm a piece of shit. Apparently, I <laughs> but I'm am. Saying, you know, it's a ma- big blob of that disapproval was one of the, the from my parents. Major themes of Master of None was yeah. that you know the, the, these parents who like had to kill chickens to get food. Yeah. They have these spoiled kids who like 
have to work a little bit to live in New York. Yeah. I mean, I've always worked really hard. I think my parents... Um, How about your other siblings? Um, well, my younger siblings, my sister lives out here. Um, oh, yeah? And she's more spirited than I am, so... I don't know. That, does that know? mean she has coke on the weekends at the I, I don't know, but I will get calls randomly at 2 a.m. to, like, come pick her up from the ER or... What? Pick her up from the police station. No. I swear to God. So this is, like, one what of the she, things... What does she do? I don't know. I can't... To this day... Are you day, writing that pilot? Uh, yes, I'm writing it. I but, like, so. to this day... Like, I still can't get a full story of these accounts of, like, wait, what happened? She's oh. like, well, I don't know. I was in a cab, and then an Uber driver was... And it's, like, all, like... And then there was a hat, and then there was this guy that looked like a clown, and I just started talking to him because he reminded me of the circus. And it's just a lot of that. So your sister's from the Valley. Interesting. She, I think she, she, we were raised in Jersey, but I'm pretty sure she was always meant to be a Valley girl. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go to L.A. because Zara's in L.A., and I'm just meant to be there more than her. Does she want to be in entertainment, or is she just kind of hanging no, around? No, but I think she just wants to be Kim Kardashian, but yes. like... There's already a Kim Kardashian <laughs> yeah. who's married to Kanye. So I'm like, you got to pick another thing that you want to be. But you she know? must do something for work, though, right? She's, I mean, I hate talking like this. She's not like, going to listen to it. I, it, she, I mean, she, she's had like maybe 11 jobs in the three years that she's been here, oh, wow. you know? So I think she like left a good job in New York and she came here and something happened. And now she's been like a downward spiral where oh, I'm, no. and I'm here managing this, but I'm also like doing comedy. So I'm like, girl, you can't just show up at the comedy store at the Laugh Factory. Be like, my sister works here. Oh, Can you no. just like, let me in? And these are, this is my Tinder date and his friend and his <laughs> friend. And, yeah. <laughs> and there must be a part of you that's like, do not fuck any comics, sister. I Okay, so there have been comics mm-hmm. that like, you know, slide up in her DMs. Because <laughs> she's a cute girl, you I'm know? Sure, yeah. And, um... You know, and then a week later, they're like, why didn't you warn me about your sister? I'm like, bitch, I did. What are you talking about? What do you mean? They went out with her. Yeah. They're like, yo, your sister's crazy. I'm like, what did I tell you? I'm like, and you're like, don't tell me. Details. Like, I don't want to everybody like just stay away. Like, come on now. Yeah. I feel like there just has to be a code, you know, like unless I say never, it's OK. Yeah, I never hit on a, a comic sister, you know, but or brother, I don't know. I don't unless know. they're like, go for it. There's uh there's so many stories with her. There's some really? comics that have like videos on their phones. Not like now, what do you not mean a sexual videos? not okay. a sexual things, but just of like, you know, activity that could be misdemeanors. You know, like just <laughs> <laughs> You're being so cryptic right now. Now I'm like, I wanna slide to her DMs. See what the fuck is going on? Just don't do it. Don't do it. I have enough guy. problems in my life. I won't do it. <laughs> but that would be a funny pilot. It, it's a great pilot. I'm like, I've been writing it because it's like just a, a way to like process what's going on, you know? Because it's, it's, it's also about the collision of sort of like old um, Pakistani society, which you were kind of representing by being a good girl. Yeah, hard, and I then was like a good girl my whole life. LA, honestly. reality TV. Yeah. You know, going into that genre. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I got I got a story. I got plenty of stories. But I, I did everything I was supposed to. Yeah. And then um, I was so living in... So then comedy the, must have been a big... So I was thing. always like the go-to MC. Like, I developed the MC skill like, like since early high school, on. Yeah, since like, high school. <laughs> they were like... Um, and then I was on debate team. And I was always like sticking up. So maybe I was kind of like a social rights activist a little yeah. bit. Because I was like student council and all these things. So, um... 
I think at some point I just I had like doing stand-up comedy on my bucket list of things and I was about to start a blog of all like my dating horror stories in New York <laughs> and then everyone's like oh, you're just like the brown Carrie Bradshaw like that's just you so it's which like no great, sex in the city which would be a great niche to fill and I'm like uh, okay fine and then a, f- a few of my friends were like you know what don't start a blog just do this on stage because it's fucking hilarious so I did it I, I went to an open mic and I did it and it was so it took a lot of friends of you coaxing you a what couple open mic? Of friends. where was it in New York um yeah it was in New York at this place called the living room in the East Village yeah okay. which is Heard it. yeah I don't I don't even know if it's still there, but yeah, I did it and it was really fun because I think there was a lot of women, like kindred spirits in the audience that yeah. kind of like felt my pain. So, so your first set, you already like killed? No, the men were like, what the fuck is she doing? She's like <laughs> outing us and the, and the women were like, yeah, girl, <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right, so I, I know I'm tailoring to, I'm like tailoring or pandering to the women in the crowd, but um yeah, like I would say, looking back at it, I probably had like two good jokes out of like a whole five to seven minutes. But like those. Do you remember your first jokes that that landed? Oh, man, I don't, I'm always, I'm I always don't very even curious know. whenever comics. I'm like, what was a joke that you first told? Where you're like, oh, this is a joke that will always work, and that you kind of like go back to the well like way too many times. Um, I was talking about like bad pickup lines. And, oh, I'd love to hear um, that. And yeah, I think like it was, the, and they were all like racially inspired, you know, and because um, I would get them like it was this post 9-11 era, like everyone's uh, doing a, uh, you look just like Princess Jasmine, oh my God, <laughs> I love your hair. I'm like, no, bitch, like she's a cartoon <laughs> and she dates homeless guys. Like this is not. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. You know? By the way. Be told you look like Princess Jasmine is not a not a bad. I mean, she's hot. She's hot. She's fine. hot. She's, but she's a cartoon, you know. Yeah, okay, and that's fair. also, like, just because you see another brown girl, like, she's not. <laughs> that's the pr- only point of reference. You know, it's like the only like I'm not calling you like I don't know. I don't even know what to call you because there's like, you know, there I don't have a frame of reference because there, it's every reference. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Um, and then there was another one that was more of um, like a 9-11 joke. This vet told this to me. So, something like it. But he was like, hey, you want to see my weapon of mass destruction? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you call it that because it's impossible to find. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. So it was a bunch of like these roasty kind of yeah. comebacks to like pick up lines. Like a lot of my early material was like dating because that was where the pain in my life was coming from. You know, of course, I was in a search to find a husband and yeah. I found comedy. Yes. So. But you are you are in a relationship now. Are you engaged? Is that no? I'm no. not. I'm trying to be. <laughs> Does he know this? Um, he knows. We've talked about it. Um, working Lo- on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Slowly working on him. Working you learned on to it. cook like your mom asked you to. I'm a great cook. Actually. Really? Yeah. All right. I think that part's kind of genetic because my mom was a great cook, and I don't know. Like I didn't spend too much time with her in the kitchen because my mom's like, everybody get the fuck out. Yeah. Let me do my shit. You're like in my way. Yeah. This is inefficient. Everybody out. And she would like make her masterpiece. And then we'd all come to dinner and we're like, this is amazing. You yeah. Know? So she never kind of indoctrinated you to like the cooking. No. But what did happen is because um, they were very strict. I wasn't allowed to leave the house really. Wow. Um, so I just became really good at baking because that was the only thing. <laughs> so Friday nights, like I'm not allowed to go to the movies. What am I doing? I'm baking brownies. I'm baking cupcakes. Like I just became oh. really good. I just became a natural in the kitchen. Do you think about the fact that you were so disciplined and you were a hard worker and your sister is a little bit more mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. yeah um what do you, did your parents 
relax on the discipline because I'm the youngest of three. Uh huh. So by the time I came around, oh, they don't give a shit about you, huh? Yeah, they, they just <laughs> they gave up just enough that I was able to be a little bit more. They just of a kept fuck up. you alive. Yeah, at this point they're like, because they used to beat the fuck out of my oldest brother, mm-hmm. and then a little bit, and by the time I was just untouched. Is your oldest I just brother like? Through. Is he the most successful? He is. Uh, he was valedictorian at there Cornell. Mm-hmm. He was top of the class Duke Law School, uh, Duke Med School, and now uh-huh. he's an MD, and he works for Taser, there which you is go. hilarious because. But he, then you went to Princeton, so like yeah, you guys are all but, really mm, smart. But you know? I went to Princeton because both of my brothers couldn't get into Princeton and my English teacher at my mostly black public school uh-huh. wrote an article about how Ivy League schools are racist and uh-huh. the, how they discriminate uh-huh. against public schools and the next year I got in wow the next year after that article so thank you to your English teacher so I have to admit, and both my <laughs> both my brothers graduated number one wow. in high school and okay. I did not so you had big shoes to fill but, but it never felt really like big shoes. It just felt like I just skated by. Like I was never bullied in high school because both my brothers were fucking maniacs. That helps. My brothers, yeah. my brother, like when the movie Goodwill Hunting came out, I called my brother Jim. Are you I from go, Boston? No, no. But my brother's that guy. He okay. was like the genius who was like getting in fights all the time. Oh, it's like man. Jimmy, there's a movie about you called oh, that uh, sounds so hot. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, oh, that sounds so hot. Yeah, he's, both my brothers are way hotter than me. Anyway, so are they um, married? Yeah, they're both married kids, but oh man, if because if this isn't you not know. happy, really, uh, really, they're never gonna listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> we talking, the we're reason, just like bad mouthing our siblings. Yeah, it's fucking trash. Our family. Part of the reason that I am not married, this is my excuse, <laughs> or I've been is because both my brothers, who I love more than life, they're amazing guys. They're both married with two kids each, and they're both a little bit. They look at me and they're like. They're miserable. They're like, you're doing the right thing, man. What? And they're not miserable. They're not miserable in the sense of like, like, you know, fucking razor to the wrist, but they're miserable in the sense that like, there's this weird, slow creeping. And you can tell that everything in their life is predicated on how to make their kids okay. Okay. So it's, it's not being married. It's having children. Yes. Oh shit. Uh Uh-oh. Who is? You were so popular. That's my brother. That's your brother, Colin. Stop talking shit. Hold on, I gotta get this. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Um, one of your podcast guests is over here at the front door. Are you meeting her over here or do you want me to send her over your house? Um I uh yeah, tell her I need like ten minutes. I I can come I can come get her in like ten minutes. I'll put her inside her I'll put her inside and come be in the lobby. Tell her I'll be there in like ten minutes or something. Okay, cool. Come Thanks. On. Sorry, I'm You're so popular. I'm double booking. It's um, back to back. You're so you're back so to back popular. To back to back. Yeah. Um, so, one of the things I want to talk to you about is, as a uh, minority and as a woman, um, do you feel an obligation to kind of bring awareness or do something or right some wrongs? And I know that facial recognition kind of addresses that a little bit. Yeah, but it also like it's um, we did it as a joke. As we kind of did it as a joke, and then it's it's a movement. Right. And it's like now it's brought us all closer together because now yeah. there's a good roster of 25 of us. We're, we're just it, it's a collective. Right. So we're like bringing each other up. So as one person rises, the rest of us rise and we bring each other up because otherwise, you know, it's, it's very hard in Hollywood to get risen up if like people aren't sending the elevator back down. Right. Yeah. And people are more willing to do that when it's like one of your people. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. 
Although if there was a group of twenty five white comics doing that, it'd be a completely different <laughs> message. But no, I think that I think that's but great. That's always how it's been, though. Yeah, that's right? kind of true. I that's mean, that's just that's just happening. how it is. Like, yeah. you know, there, it's always white guys helping other white guys because that's who you're around. But I will also say this: you know? I, I do think that as an though actor I have and some white comic, guys who are mentors of mine in comedy. So yes. things I, are. I changing. don't have a lot of white guys, and I'm not going to name names of comics I've opened for, but who they're not trying to get me jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't find that a lot of like comics, male comics, are trying to like help other male comics really? get jobs. Unless that male comic is completely subservient to the other male comic. Okay, got and it. And they're like, oh, you're my butt boy? Come on the road. That's um, interesting. I yeah, didn't we think can, of it that way. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe men are naturally more competitive yeah. than women. I don't know if you feel that or not. I don't know, man. I've been experiencing some mean girl stuff out here. Really? Too, though. Say, yeah. Give me a story without naming names. Or name a name. I don't care. Um, Have you? Well, ha- two things. Have you had a moment... Like that, where you felt like a woman was like threw you on the railroad tracks when your back was turned, and a moment of you experiencing other than the kind of like lumping in all people of your similar ethnicity together of just racism, where you're like, "Holy fucking shit, this is like explicit racism in my face." Um, well, the racism stuff, like, so we've been doing this show, facial recognition comedy, for like two and a half, almost three years. We, we have industry come to our shows if they're interested in like one of us or they want to see us or they're trying to get one of us to work with them or whatever. So um, there was this guy who um, had a film who he was looking for a, I don't know, a, like a Bangladeshi American actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of us, I don't think that we have a woman who's a, a, a stand-up comic who's a Bangladeshi American. Like we don't have someone who fits that specific description but somehow someone told him Zara Ali it's Zara Ali that's who you need to talk to so he comes up to me after he's like hey I'm trying to pitch this thing to HBO I think you'd be perfect for it and then he pulls out a headshot and it's somebody's it's completely it's somebody else's headshot (laughs) he sat through an entire show a 95 minute show of women of like brown women, South Asian women of color, speaking about their experience, making fun of everyone and making fun, you know, and like the, the whole concept of the show, he came to see an actress that's not even a stand up comic and definitely not Zara Ali. <laughs> that is friggin' that is completely apropos. Yes. I'm like, what is what? And we all like, we were just laughing. Oh, and then he gave me a gift because mm-hmm. he was trying to like really lure this woman to do this role. And then he took the and he gave he took the gift back. Really? He realized he had the wrong girl. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my, at least let me yeah, have, the, have candles. the gift. Like, you don't think you, I deserve the candles after this? Yeah, you okay. exposed as a racist. At least give up the gift, you <laughs> asshole. Um, yeah. So the next point is, mm. uh, so what is the, what is the next step with facial recognition, or where you want to do it as as an activist or as a comic, either way or um, both? Well, the show I want to do like a legit, maybe corporate sponsored tour. You know, like yeah. I want us to do like DC and the Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit. Um, we've already done Houston, but I would love to do like Austin, Dallas, Houston. I I would just love to take it to different. Yeah, regions, wouldn't you like so. to go into like all the red states? I I would love that, and I think honestly, I think they would love that too. They absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people. I this. have the best time in those rooms. Yes. I have the best time. Yes. In I purposely so I've been doing this a lot lately. Where at least one weekend a month I will try to do like 
like uh, that show two hours away that's like in the middle of nowhere um, in California where it's like definitely all Republicans over Mm -hmm. the age of 55. And we have the best time. For sure. They're so much more welcoming um, than the media would portray they are. And I I, like I really I have the best time with them. Yes. So I. They I just, think that's great. We all just need to become more familiar with each other, you know? Yeah. And they're like, you you remind me of my daughter, and they take selfies with me, and then they send it to their daughter, and their daughter becomes a fan of mine. So it's it's always really fun. I, I think that, there, that one of the problems that's existing in America, I don't know if you uh, will agree with me, is that there's a whole, like, co-solate thing and then the yeah. rest of the country. Yeah, And for I sure. think that a lot of liberals feel that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the middle of the country feel that. But the truth is the difference between them is a lot less than you think. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of transgender shit going across all of the country. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of races all over all of the country. Oh, yeah. And that there's a lot of people who are in these countries, even if the other the transgender issue isn't in their face or racial stuff isn't in their face, they're actually much more open to it. And once they're exposed to it, they're not grabbing their Confederate flag and Bible and like running away. They're like, yeah. okay, I want to know what's going on. I, I, my dad is like a staunch Republican. Mm-hmm. And my dad is also one of the best humans I've ever known in my life. I know so, plenty of Republicans that are amazing humans. So I get, I get a little, I, I, I take umbrage to a lot of liberals. Like, oh, you dumbass, stupid, like flyover country people. I'm like, yeah, but go out there and talk to them. And yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're nice people. They're going to invite you in for some sweet tea and you can <laughs> hang out. Yeah. And then yeah. you're doing a service by saying, hey, look at all this friendly brown people in your town making you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the next step for Facial Rec. As for me, I don't know. I'm, I'm writing my pilot. I'm um, trying to g- get engaged. <laughs> I don't know. Um, trying. I'm also, it's pilot season. It's still yes. heavy pilot season here in LA. So I'm like going out for things too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I just became a brand ambassador for, <laughs> for this chickpea snack called Pito's. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's something. You know what I mean? I mean, whatever, you know, like yeah. I, it, it's great stuff. It's a product that I stand behind for sure. Yes. But I'm just, I'm like, I have, just like throwing a bunch of darts at the board and seeing of what course. lands, you know, like yeah. I love stand up, but in Hollywood, it's like you have to be prepared to do everything and be the jack of all trades. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully yeah. you'll be a hashtag girl boss soon and have a production company and, and you'll hire me someday, too. I would love old, to. Old, uh, white I'm already thinking of roles for you, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, yeah. Well, listen, Zara, um, this is. You've been great. Thank you for coming. Oh, I hope for it's. Having I hope me. it's. Uh, oh, I, I did want to yeah. say one thing about the coronavirus. Oh yeah, we had a whole thing about coronavirus. Oh my God, Please, we did. We have so few more minutes. We're Go in the middle it. of What's it. Going? Okay. So you, first of all, you did this because of the coronavirus, right? That's yeah. Why you're so here. everything's canceled. My road gigs, things, everything just got canceled. Wait, all your road gigs got canceled by the clubs? Not by the club. So I had pri- I had private gigs. Okay. Um, so I was supposed to go to Miami. Um, Winter Music Conference, Ultra Music Festival, that's all yeah. happening. And so during this weekend, they also wanted to do like a private stand-up show. So I had a private gig and, they're, and they canceled the conference. They canceled Winter Music Conference. So now I'm here. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so now I'm here and I have all these like shows. And in LA, we do a lot of bar shows because it's just the alt scene here. And uh, one of the... I, I commented something like, hey, I'm in town because of coronavirus. Um, so these are my shows. And one of the bar venue, um, one of the venues I tagged in my post, because that's how I promote, um, the bar owner reached out to me. She's like, can you not include my business in, <laughs> in this post about coronavirus? Yeah. I don't want to get shut down because people think my bar has 
has the coronavirus. I'm yeah. like, what? I mean, yes, of course. Yes, I'll do that. But also, what, lady? Come like, on. That's stupid. That well, are like, you kidding she's me? She's doing a show, coronavirus. That bar must have coronavirus. I was like, yeah. who's going to bars if they have coronavirus? <laughs> like, also, like, who's checking the bar for coronavirus? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. it is so confusing to me. Like, am I rubbing coronavirus on your tabletop right now? Like, it's very... Yeah, just, I guess, the association weird. of coronavirus with her bar, no matter what association you're making, is That's too much. not a thing. That yes. is not a thing. I think the coronavirus, I'm going to say it right now, it's way overblown. I want to travel the world right now because all the flights yeah. are fucking cheap. Flights I just are cheap. Aspen for, yeah. like, zero dollars. It's I mean, I just flew back from New York and it was fine, you know, but there is a lot of hysteria out there right yes. now. And I mean, coronavirus is it's like it, it, it compared to all the other pandemics. It's pretty bad just numbers wise. Yeah. But I don't know. Like this, I, this might be a very like foreshadowing podcast. Or I don't know. But hey, <laughs> oh, it's nothing. Cut to everyone dead. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like if you're a bar owner, there is no way to test your bar if it has coronavirus. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like the Laugh Factory isn't shutting down because of coronavirus. Although I am worried. I'm wondering if live shows are going to be less full in the next, like slowly if they're less know. and less people go. I mean, out. the World Health Organization is saying to avoid large crowds. So may, that's why a bunch of festivals, South by Southwest is shut okay, down too. It's crazy that South by Southwest But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Bar imagine owners, the, don't get mad at comedians for making a joke about coronavirus. Can you imagine the person had like their f- big feature film gotten south by southwest it's like their big fucking break yeah they've been high-fiving for a month and all of a sudden yeah. like, ah, we're canceled oh there's a lot of that going on right now yeah. there's yeah so i don't know hopefully all this stuff you know we all get a chance soon coronavirus dies down maybe yeah. i don't know why i'm not worried about it am i just a naive dumb entitled white person i, I don't I think because you have about? ocd maybe do you have ocd uh, not at all no do you no, wash I'll your hands a, a lot i'll lick a sidewalk right now you're just invincible maybe that's it I think I grew up white trash, so I just don't fucking care. I'll eat potatoes. <laughs> you're from the you're immune to everything. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I see people with masks on plan. I'm like, ugh. Dumb. Yeah, they say don't wear the mask unless you're treating someone with coronavirus. But yeah, although people yeah. are now dying in LA. It right? hasn't been that many people though. Like more people are dying of like other things than oh, the coronavirus. Yeah, it actually, I, I did read today that they said if you're over 55, don't go outdoors. They're basically saying don't go places if you're over 55. Yeah, well, because they don't know what's actually causing it yet. So yeah. it's scary. I understand how people are upset and feeding into the hysteria, but also don't get mad at comics for doing coronavirus jokes. Like oh. Don't, don't me tell me to untag that. your venue. I'm not. I'm not even saying, "Hey, come, don't go here." There's coronavirus at this bar. That's not even what I'm saying. Yes. All I'm saying, like, "Hey, I'm in town because coronavirus canceled my flights, so come to a show." Yeah. And she's like, "How dare you?" That's hilarious. Are you gonna get me shut down? I'm like, "Oh my god, lady." Like now, I hope so. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I'm glad you can make it because of the coronavirus. Thank you. I don't mind attaching coronavirus to my podcast at Thank all. Thank you. Uh, you can name this Zara has the coronavirus. Yes. And, then I won't and get you booked are anywhere. on all the things as Zara Ali. Um, Zara Ali, but you can find me on all the socials and my website is actually um, really Zara because Zara <laughs> Ali, as we discussed at the beginning of this podcast, will not sell me <laughs> yes, <laughs> the URL. So it's really Zara and Zara is spelled C-A-H-R-A. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank Very you for good having to get me. to know you a little bit more. Yeah, it's right. great. Have a good night. Bye bye.